Chapter 8 of When the Holy Ghost is Come. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. When the Holy Ghost is Come by Samuel Logan Bringle. Chapter 8 Guidance. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to guide the people of God through the uncertainties and dangers and duties of this life to their home in heaven when he led the children of israel out of egypt by the hand of moses he guided them through the waste mountainous wilderness in a pillar of cloud by day and of fire by night thus assuring their comfort and safety and this was but a type of his perpetual spiritual guidance of his people but how may i certainly know what god wants of me is sure to become the earnest and oftentimes the agonizing cry of every humble and devoutly zealous young christian how may i know the guidance of the holy spirit is asked again and again one it is well for us to get it fixed in our minds that we need to be guided always by him a ship was wrecked on a rocky coast far out of the course that the captain thought he was taking on examination it was found that the compass had been slightly deflected by a bit of metal that had lodged in the box but the voyage of life on which we each one sail is beset by as many dangers as the ship at sea and how shall we surely steer our course to our heavenly harbour without divine guidance there is well nigh infinite number of influences to deflect us from the safe and certain course we start out in the morning and we know not what person we may meet what paragraph we may read what word may be spoken what letter we may receive what subtle temptation may assail or allure us what immediate decisions we may have to make during the day that may turn us almost imperceptibly but none the less surely from the right way we need the guidance of the holy spirit two we not only need divine guidance but we may have it god's word assures us of this oh how my heart was comforted and assured one morning by these words and the lord shall guide thee continually isaiah fifty eight eleven not occasionally not spasmodically but continually hallelujah the psalmist says this god is our god for ever and ever he will be our guide even unto death psalm forty eight fourteen again he says the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek he will teach his way. Psalm 25, 9. And again, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Psalm 32, 8. And again, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Psalm 73, 24. Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth john sixteen thirteen and paul wrote as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god romans eight fourteen these scriptures establish the fact that the children of god may be guided always by the spirit of god guide me o thou great jehovah pilgrim through this barren land i am weak but thou art mighty hold me with thy powerful hand three how does god guide us paul says 
we walk by faith not by sight and the just shall live by faith so we may conclude a that the guidance of the holy spirit is such as still to demand the exercise of faith god never leads us in such a way as to do away with the necessity of faith when god warned noah we read that it was by faith that noah was led to build the ark when god told abraham to go out to a land which he would show him it was by faith that abraham went hebrews eleven seven and eight if we believe we shall surely be guided but if we do not believe we shall be left to ourselves without faith it is impossible to please god or to follow where he leads again the psalmist says the meek he will guide in judgment from which we gather b that the spirit guides us in each manner as to demand the exercise of our best judgment he enlightens our understanding and directs our judgment by sound reason and sense i knew a man who was eager to obey god and to be led by the spirit but who had the mistaken idea that the holy spirit sets aside human judgment and common sense and speaks directly upon the most minute and commonplace matters he wanted the holy spirit to direct him just how much to eat at each meal and he has been known to take food out of his mouth of what he supposed to be the holy spirit's notification that he had eaten enough and that if he swallowed that mouthful he would be in violation of the leadings of the spirit no doubt the spirit will help an honest man to arrive at a safe judgment even in matters of this kind but it will doubtless be through the use of his sanctified common sense otherwise he is reduced to a state of mental infancy and kept in intellectual swaddling clothes he will guide us in judgment but it is only as we resolutely and in the best light we have exercise judgment john wesley said that god usually guided him by presenting reasons to his mind for any given course of action c the psalmist says thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and i will instruct thee and teach thee in the way thou shalt go now counsel instruction and teaching not only imply effort upon the part of the teacher but also study and close attention on the part of the one being taught so this guidance of the holy spirit is such as will require us to attentively listen diligently study and patiently learn the lessons he would teach us and so we see that the holy spirit does not set aside our powers and faculties but seeks to awaken and stir them into full activity and develop them into well-rounded perfection and thus make them channels through which he can intelligently influence and direct us what he seeks to do is to illuminate our whole spiritual being as the sun illuminates our physical being and bring us into such union and sympathy such oneness of thought desire affection and purpose with god that we shall by a kind of spiritual instinct know at all times the mind of god concerning us and never be in doubt about his will four the holy spirit guides us a by opening up to our minds the deep sanctifying truths of the bible and especially by revealing to us the character and spirit of jesus and his apostles and leading us to follow in their footsteps the footsteps of their faith and love and unselfish devotion to god and man even unto the laying down of their lives b by the circumstances and surroundings of our daily life c by the counsel of others especially of devout and wise and experienced men and women of god d 
by deep inward conviction which increases as we wait upon him in prayer and readiness to obey it is by this sovereign conviction that men are called to preach to go to foreign fields as missionaries to devote their time talents money and lives to god's work for the bodies and souls of men five why do people seek for guidance and not find it a because they do not diligently study god's word and seek to be filled with its truths and principles they neglect the cultivation of their minds and hearts in the school of christ and so miss divine guidance one of the mightiest men of god now living used to carry his bible with him into the coal mine when only a boy and spent his spare time filling his mind and heart with its heavenly truths and so prepared himself to be divinely led in mighty labors for god b they do not humbly accept the daily providences the circumstances and conditions of their everyday life as part of god's present plan for them as his school in which he would train them for greater things as his vineyard in which he would have them diligently labor a young woman imagined she was called to devote herself entirely to saving souls but under the searching training through which she had to pass saw her selfishness and she said she would have to return home and live a holy life there and seek to get her family saved something which she had utterly neglected before she could go into the work if we are not faithful at home or in the shop or mill or store where we work we shall miss god's way for us c because they are not teachable and are unwilling to receive instruction from other christians they are not humble-minded d because they do not wait on god and listen and heed the inner leadings of the holy spirit they are self-willed they want their own way someone has said that which is often asked of god is not so much his will and way as his approval of our way and another has said god's guidance is plain when we are true if we promptly and gladly obey we shall not miss the way paul said of himself i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision he obeyed god at all costs and so the holy spirit could guide him e because of fear and unbelief it was this fearfulness of unbelief that caused the israelites to turn back and not go into canaan when caleb and joshua assured them that god would help them to possess the land they lost sight of god and feared the giants and walled cities and so missed god's way for them and perished in the wilderness f because they do not take everything promptly and confidently to god in prayer paul tells us to be instant in prayer and i am persuaded that it is slowness and delay to pray and sloth and sleepiness in prayer that rob god's children of the glad assurance of his guidance in all things g because of impatience and haste some of god's plans for us unfold slowly and we must patiently and calmly wait on him in faith and faithfulness assured that in due time he will make plain his way for us if our faith fail not it is never god's will that we should get into a headlong hurry but that with patient steadfastness we should learn to stand still when the pillar of cloud and fire does not move and that with loving confidence and glad promptness we should strike our tents and march forward when he leads 
when we cannot see our way let us trust and still obey he who bids us go forward cannot fail the way to show though the sea be deep and wide though a passage seem denied fearless let us still proceed since the lord vouchsafes to lead finally we may rest assured that the holy spirit never leads his people to do anything that is wrong or that is contrary to the will of god as revealed in the bible he never leads anyone to be impolite and discourteous be courteous is a divine command he would have us respect the minor graces of gentle kindly manners as well as the great laws of holiness and righteousness he may sometimes lead us in ways that are hard for flesh and blood and that bring to us sorrow and loss in this life he led jesus into the wilderness to be sore tried by the devil and to pilate's judgment hall and to the cross he led paul in ways that meant imprisonment stonings whippings hunger and cold and bitter persecution and death but he upheld paul until he cried out i take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches and necessities in persecutions and distresses for christ's sake yea said he i glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me hallelujah o oh, to be thus led by our heavenly guide he leadeth me o oh, blessed thought o oh, words with heavenly comfort fraught whate'er i do whate'er i be still tis god's hand that leadeth me sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom sometimes where eden's bowers bloom by water still or troubled sea still tis god's hand that leadeth me lord i will clasp thy hand in mine nor ever murmur nor repine content whatever lot i see since tis my god that leadeth me and when my task on earth is done when by thy grace the victory's won in death's cold wave i will not flee since god through jordan leadeth me End of chapter 8